man, is that the Rock News Weekly podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movie, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. It's time for another episode of the Rock News Weekly Podcast. This week of August 9th, 2021, Season 3, Episode 31. Chris here with Charles and crew inside the garage. What's going on, guys? hey Lots of things happening this week, including Rage Against the Machine confirming their Coachella 2022 headlining game. Yes. But there is a mystery third headliner. We'll talk about that Ooh. coming up. Offspring drummer says he's been booted from the band for not getting vaccinated. We'll oh. see what that's all about. The first ever Led Zeppelin documentary is in production, which is kind of interesting. Black Sabbath to reissue the deluxe edition of Technical Ecstasy. And Fallout Boy canceling some tour dates recently because a team member contracted COVID-19 on their tour. Mm. And lastly, Blink-182's Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLonge catch up on Tom's new podcast. So we'll talk about that. It's kind of cool. Plus this week in music history trivia, weekly WTF, and so much more. It's all on the way. All of our links are up, of course, rocknewsweekly.com. Follow us for our weekly one-minute video updates, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, either one, uh, Rock News at Rock News Weekly. Uh, albums that came out this past Friday, August 6th, from, wow, Barbara Streisand? Oh. Holy shit, she's still putting out music? Yeah, fun fact, uh, Barbara Streisand wow. is always playing in, in Joyce Choiceless <laughs> for the Voiceless That's shop. right, in her uh, in her lobby. Always in her in lobby. In her waiting room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The greatest tits on repeat. It is. Mm-hmm. The greatest tits. I could see that. She seems like a Barbara Streisand fan. Yeah, she is. Yeah, definitely. See, Barbara Streisand. Release Me Too. That's the name of that Barbara Streisand album. Holy Release shit. Me Too? Oh, look at that. With the, the number two, two. Is the number two. That's kind of tacky. Clever, uh, Barbara. <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe that's look her at- trying to be hip. <laughs> Look at the name to of that. appeal to the new generation. Look at the name of that band. Liars. Liars, yes. Liars, the apple drop. <laughs> Lingua Ignota. Uh, and uh, Nas. Nas has a new album, though, in the oh, hip-hop Nas. world. Nice. King's Disease 2 is the name of that one, so that's nice. kind of cool. Nice. And also coming up on this Friday, the 13th, we got new stuff from Devendra, Devendra Banhart and Noah Georgeson. Jungle, The Killers. And Willie Nile. Willie so, Nile. So there you go. That's uh, Willie Nelson's brother who lives on the Nile River. Oh, that is in, him. In Egypt, and he's known as Willie Nile. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I, I, I've, I've heard his stuff. He hisses like a snake a lot. Right. It's just snake charmer. Yeah, mostly snake, snake charmer tunes. Um, that's a thing, kids. Snake charmer tunes. Look he's that like, up. Will Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, Barbara Strife Band. And and then they'll be playing the Snake Charmer music from Willie Nile as oh, well. Oh, yeah, Willie Nile. Uh, I heard Joyce is a big fan of that as well. She is. Oh, you know, earlier before we went into our episode, you were saying about, like, you know, follow us on this and this and this. Yep, yep. Uh, audience, we're on Audible. So just, just letting you guys know, like, we're on Audible. Yeah. And it's pretty cool we didn't realize i think what what it was is that i applied for that a while ago and i don't think i ever got a confirmation or maybe i just overlooked it or whatever 
and I never added it to the I, I have to update the website now that I'm talking about it because I don't have a direct link to it but Lalo found it and yeah. he's like yeah hey you guys are on Audible I'm like wow I didn't know that even got approved yeah so we're actually on there for everybody listening through Amazon if you listen to a lot of the stuff through Audible uh, give us a listen. Add us to your uh, playlist, or yeah. it's like you could favorite it, right? Or yeah, add you it could to your fit, playlist. Yeah. You could rate it. You could put comments. So um, yeah, build us yeah. up on there. Give us like a rating, whatever you think is appropriate. We don't, you know, not trying to force you to give us a five star, but whatever you think is appropriate, any kind of rating helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, gives us, propagates us to more people, and lets people know that we're uh, being listened to. So mm-hmm. we do appreciate it, guys. Check us out on Audible. Mm-hmm. Sugar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got that right? Please. Uh, Rage Against the Machine returning as headliners Coachella 2022 along with Travis Scott, but the third headliner is still a mystery. We don't Run know. It was <laughs> I know they are actually going to be at Coachella 2022, Ooh, but they're yes. subheadlining. They're not headliners. Uh, it was supposed to be Frank Ocean. He's going to be pushed till 2023. Mm. As far as his replacement, we don't know who it's going to be yet. I mean, can you imagine if? Uh, I would love to see just Rage and Run the Jewels tour together, you know, because Zach, Zach does several that songs is the, with Run the yeah, Jewels. Yeah, that's the tour. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that, beautiful. That, that was the tour that got delayed till next year, so that tour is happening which, with Rage Against the Machine and Run the Jewels next year. Could you imagine that, Lalo? Oh In my April, God. that's going to be killer. Oh um, so Coachella is April 15th through the 17th, April 22nd through the 24th. It's two weekends back-to-back with the same lineup at the Empire Polo Club in Indio. Okay. So check it out. Indio. A day to remember announcing a huge fall tour, uh, kicking it off in Rochester, New York. Uh, what are the dates we're getting here in California? Paso Robles at the Vino Robles Amphitheater, Ooh, October 18th, and then October 20th in L.A. at the Palladium for the California dates. Nice. But the, look at all those shows. They're, it's a full-on tour. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So they're going east coast to west coast and south, uh, as well as a lot of places in between. So if you're a Day to Remember fan, make sure you check them out. It'd be a yeah, cool Yeah, it'll be a show. Day to Remember. <laughs> it will be a Day it to Remember. It will be. <laughs> uh, Fall Out Boy canceling two shows after team member tests positive for COVID. They don't say mm. who in the team or if he, even if it's a band member, but it's yeah. someone in the both band and crew being uh, – apparently everybody's being fully vaccinated already. Yeah. So yeah. they're still getting sick even though you're vaccinated, which is – is discouraging. Uh, yeah. Right? You think that you get that vaccination, you're good to go. Someone in your camp gets it, and then now they got to cancel the tour. Yeah. Yeah. Must be somebody significant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they're doing the smart thing. Um, and it, it's probably because yeah. the vaccine, really, all it does is just keep you out of the hospital. Right. So, like, it's probably somebody who got COVID, has mild symptoms, was vaccinated, is not, you know, is not that sick, but still it could spread it. So, they're, like, right. doing the, they're actually doing the smart thing. That's good. And, yeah. So That's they cool. they don't have any replacement announced. It's just Green Day, Weezer, and the Interrupters, and no one's filling in for Fallout Boy. But I noticed that Weezer and the Interrupters both both did a cover of a Fallout Boy song on the set to kind of at least soften the blow for the fans that were there to see oh, Fallout Boy. Cool. So it was kind of cool. And they were not bad covers, too, they, especially the Interrupters version. I thought it was pretty good. Nice. Very um, nice. So anyway, so that's coming up uh, on Wednesday and Thursday this week. They'll be canceled, but then apparently – We'll see for the weekend. Not sure if they're going to continue mm. or uh, we'll, we'll see what the announcement is next week. Uh, more rock news this week. Uh, this, this is uh, you know kind of tying in with that whole thing about Fallout Boy. Mm-hmm. Offspring uh, parts ways with Pete Parada, their drummer, over the COVID-19 vaccine apparently because he can't receive it. He has some kind of medical thing that he's talking about. He says, quote, given my personal medical history, 
and the side effect profile of these jabs, my doctor has advised me not to get a shot at this time, hmm. which I sincerely doubt. Side note, that's not yeah. part of the quote. Uh, I'll continue. Since I am unable to comply with what is increasingly becoming an industry mandate. Mm, loaded it, language. I know. It has recently been cited that I am unsafe to be around in this studio and on tour. Mm. So they kicked him out and yep. they're like, hey, you know, we'll get someone else to play the drums that wants to get a vaccine and do the song. So, yeah. Too bad with Pete Parada there, but he says, in the meantime, he's in the midst of launching a project and plans on releasing music with his daughter. Mm hmm. They're so. going to, yeah, they're going to play, uh, the, that music is going to be in the background of the Sean Hannity show. That's what that's what he's going <laughs> to do. The new theme. Yeah, the new Dan theme. Bongino. It's like, I got a new project on it. I already signed <laughs> it's on gonna the It's going to be box. great, man. Yeah, just yesterday. Oh, uh, God. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, if he... So here, here's what I think is a little sketchy about <laughs> his comment. Like you said, like some loaded language some in there. Loaded language, yeah. Industry mandate, definitely loaded language. Um, but he doesn't, he doesn't actually say... Yeah, I can't get it because I have an autoimmune disorder. Right. He doesn't actually say, like, and there's no reason why he can't. He's just saying, given my personal medical history, and it's probably side like, effect profile. Yeah, he probably has That's some toenail, toenail fungus or something. And It's one of those, it's it's the dancing around the way of saying, like, I, I don't, I don't want to get it because I'm, you know, politically inclined another yeah. way. And maybe he just doesn't want to say it that way. Yeah. He tries to go to the medical side of things. But it's like what you're saying. If you're offering no concrete medical proof of what you're talking about, yeah. they, it's just medical side effects or whatever. I'm, I don't want I don't want that in my body or something. Yeah. Like, that's not good enough, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to get it. Yeah. It just to, just, tell, <laughs> just just be honest with people. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, it's, it's crazy that uh, uh, right now even um, – yeah, I know I kind of made fun of Fox News a little bit. No offense to our kind of Fox News listenership or whatever audience, but it's funny because now they're all telling people to get vaccinated. Oh, like all right. the people, like just months ago, how the majority of the people were saying that it's a potential hoax, that you know it's it's being you know overblown. Well, what's happening is you guys can fact check me on this. The majority of the South, which are dominantly conservative states. Um, those states are are getting s fucking smashed with COVID right. deaths right now. I mean, just seriously, and that's the majority of your constituents and your viewership. So you have to at some point go, okay, I, I think we need to flip the script and tell people to get the the vaccines. Not, I'm yeah. not trying to get political. I'm just stating facts yeah, here. Yeah. Um, and so now they're even like the Sean Hannitys and stuff are now saying, no, you guys should go get vaccinated now. Like it's it's weird how that's turned. Well, hopefully it's going to be turning for the better and, and hopefully some shows and other yeah. things will be motivating factors for people to be like, hey, you know, if I want to enjoy myself and get back to normal, this is what I got to do. Yeah. So no big deal, right? Yeah, so go get stuck. <laughs> or jabbed. Go get jabbed. Yeah, yeah go get says. jabbed. These jabs. Go go out. Go get yourself weirdo. some 5S. What a weirdo, 5G. Man. Fucking millionaire drummer. What yeah. a weirdo. <laughs> God. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Have you been involved in an accident? Are you currently involved in an accident? Did you make an accident in your pants? Is an accident waiting for you at some point sometime soon? Have your parents ever told you you were an accident? Well, you've got a chance to get back at those pesky people by visiting my law firm today. Hi, I'm Joyce Choiceless. I run a law firm on the corner of Cisco and Glenn called Joyce Choiceless for the Voiceless, and my motto is, with Joyce Choiceless, you're not voiceless. In fact, you're on my choice list. Just between you and me, lawyers, right? 
but I'm not a lawyer. Not just because I've been disbarred, but because I've had a few accidents, just like you. My friend Tony, he's a lawyer. And for only the cost of a venti caramel frap a few times each day, you can climb out of that accident shithole and ride into a 93 Lexus. What? I can't say shithole? Let me start over. I'm Joyce Choiceless, and I'll represent you in a court of law. Me and my husband, Royce, will give the voiceless a voice and the choiceless a choice. Don't be a fool. Come down to Joyce Choiceless Law Firm for the voiceless and explain yourself. Every person who enters my offices and slaps down a $5 fee gets a complimentary bottle of crow's milk. Come get some. Come down and buy me a coffee and we'll talk about your accident. What do you have to lose? Don't be an asshole. What? I can't say asshole. All right. Um, uh, Zeppelin yeah. documentary is coming, guys, and it's the very first official definitive Led Zeppelin documentary, oh, which yeah. is hard to believe. And I was like, man, this is kind of crazy. But apparently they've never authorized a documentary in their entire career. Oh, wow. And so now it's the first officially sanctioned documentary, and it's already been completed. It is called Becoming Led Zeppelin, which was first announced apparently in 2019 directed by Bernard McMahon of American Epic fame. I mm. guess he did another one called American Epic. I'm not familiar with that. Uh, he had unprecedented access to Zeppelin and its archives, featuring never-before-seen archive film yeah. and photographs, state-of-the-art audio transfers, and all kinds of stuff. Oh, I've already seen it. Have you? Yeah, it's just uh, it's just all the members of Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> right. With, yeah, just... That's it. <laughs> just, just no, like, hey, before. we're Led Zeppelin. <laughs> right? That's it. Yeah. That's it. We're going to rip off American music, <laughs> not give him credit on our first album, right? Right. That's what it is. We'll go to court 20 years later and settle it. <laughs> you heard it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see if they actually focus on some of that, like yeah. the darker side of Led Zeppelin. There's a lot of darker stuff to Led Zeppelin, especially... Oh, yeah with the way they treated women on the road. There was a lot of uh, rumors and stuff about, like, what Jimmy Page was into. Yeah. The Aleister Crowley and all that, like, sex magic weird stuff. Oh, yeah. So who knows if this is going to be a kind of a glossy look over, you know, and not really focus on that because it's authorized by the band. Yeah. So I wonder if they're going to just be like, no, don't mention that, you know. Yeah. Leave that part out and yeah. all that kind of shit. Probably. So. If it's authorized by the band, maybe it's right. going to focus, like, on the more like the – um the good times. I, I heard Pink Floyd. It's got a new documentary out, mm -hmm. and I was telling um, I was telling my wife, who's she's not a Pink Floyd fan, but um, but she knows I am, and I was like, it's so crazy how the hatred between David Gilmore and Roger Waters. Well, and like. I think you're specifically mentioning the uh, the Animals one too. Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. A behind the scenes of that album. Yeah, and that was the album that basically kind of began the breakup of the band. Really? Because the Wall after that was basically already. The band were taking separate limos to the shows. Yeah. Uh, at, at during the wall, and the wall became like Roger Waters kind of putting his foot in the stand and drawing that line or whatever, you, however you want to call it. Of yeah. He was the songwriter. He was the one who invited David Gilmour into the band, and he's the one that's Pink Floyd this and that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then it turned into this huge, messy legal battle that David Gilmour actually came out on top of. Oh yeah, yeah. To win the rights of. Pink Floyd. Yeah. And then now what's happening with this whole re-release of Animals, there was liner notes that were written. And we talked about this on a oh, couple episodes right. back. 
and there was a big controversy, and Roger Waters posted the liner notes on his website as an FU to David Gilmore and the publishing company because they didn't publish those liner notes. I remember because he used the word gobbledygook. Do you remember that in <laughs> yeah. his statement? Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, he says David yeah. says a lot of gobbledygook or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, a lot of high tales or tall tales from that time or something. I forget how he said it. but And supposedly this documentary and those liner notes coincide with all of that, and it really yeah. exposes the bad blood between those guys. Oof. So, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's one of those bands that they're probably never going to get together just because of that yeah, kind of time. situation, you know, and it's unfortunate. Big time. They, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, what a lot of bands are, are really cut, like uh, Johnny Rotten and the, and the, oh, the yeah. Members they hate each other. Uh, Jello Biafra and the Dead Kennedys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of legal shit that they didn't want to, like, sell out to, you know, Levi's commercials or something that they wanted to use the music for, and then it just turned to shit. And the yeah. Band just, yeah broke up because of it because they were like just had different ideals of the way they wanted to you know whatever make money with the band yeah absolutely Taylor (coughs) Taylor Swift and William Corgan (laughs) who's next who's next you know who's next well Blink-182 Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLonge are on good terms they reunited for a podcast they're not back in Blink-182 together Uh, but for Tom DeLonge has a podcast that's apparently what's it called it's called the After School Radio Podcast and they did talk about aliens they talked about UFOs, the fact that M. Night Shyamalan almost directed a music video of theirs, Ooh. and their long friendship and some other Blink-182 stuff. Apparently, they told the story of the M. Night Shyamalan thing. He says that while on tour in Japan, Blink-182, they introduced themselves to the director when they saw him at a table uh, at lunch somewhere. They asked him point blank if he would direct a music video, and within half an hour, they were all co- uh, coming up with ideas sitting around. They oh, joked okay. about the fact that it was going to cost $20 million, and it was way over their budget. The full conversation can be heard on the latest episode of Mark Hoppus' oh. After School Radio podcast. So there you go. You know, uh, I was actually thinking of him the other day. J.J. Abrams has a new Alien documentary out on like Netflix, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, J.J. Uh, Abrams. It's a four-part. It's a four-part like mini series. Oh, it's, cool. Oh, it, it might actually be on HBO Max. I'm, I'm not sure. Either Netflix or HBO Max, but. It actually looks pretty cool, and I was just thinking, I wonder if Tom DeLonge is part of that. Yeah, I yeah. If he's in on that. That's awesome. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's connected to a lot of that stuff nowadays. He is. Speaking of documentaries, have you seen the um, Woodstock 99 documentary yet? No, I want to so bad. If you ever want to I watch want it to. over here or whatever, I think Lala would get a kick out of it, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's just such a weird time oh, in yeah. music in 1999 when that Woodstock happened. Oh, yeah. It was such a very, very strange festival. That documentary is really uh, pretty well done, though. Yeah. Uh, in terms of showing a lot of the different aspects of it and the different sides of it. You know, it's crazy, man. A long, long time ago, Lalo in a land far away, there was a man named Fred Durst. <laughs> That's right. Fred Durst, and he was a piece of shit. Right. Woodstock '99. That's Dude. how. It, that's how it starts off. You know what? Fred Durst is new. His new persona. Yeah, he looks. He, he crazy. It's actually funny because I didn't realize this. The Silver but Fox. He's uh <laughs> He's like actually. It kind of seems almost like his whole persona that he's ripping off Maynard when Maynard is Billy uh, Billy D on Pussifer. Yeah. Dude, I yeah. swear I showed that to uh, I, I put that in my text to Aaron and I'll show it to you. Yeah. He showed me the picture or I showed them and I was like, "Yeah, I think he looks like uh the the guy from Maynard's character from Pussifer." Yeah, yeah. I swear Bill, to god, Billy I was D, thinking yeah. the same thing, dude. Yeah, I yeah, it's it's, it's it, like gray I, I hair, it it's like back. kind of a mullet, flowy mullet with like a, a mustache and big like aviator shades. Yep, yep. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, that looks exactly like him. Yeah. What a 
bastard. Yeah, what a jerk. <laughs> you know, get your own shit. Go get. Go ahead. You no, know, get your own shtick. Yeah, Fred Durst. What happened to the red hat? That I was, know that was your thing. The red backwards yeah, hat. Yeah, exactly. Now he should like get like a an old person's like hat. And oh, make, I know. And a red one though. You know. Yeah. Now, like now that. he looks like somebody. Well, that, maybe he doesn't want to wear a red hat. Yeah. Maybe just, that kind of got screwed <laughs> up over the past couple years. He looks like what, he, what red hats stand for. <laughs> he looks like he went to try out for uh for the lead role in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and was turned down <laughs> horribly, <laughs> miserably, comically. Get the fuck out of here! That's what they say. Get the fuck out of here! They oh just kicked. God. They just kicked him. Out. I could put on that. Fred Durst. Ooh, no one cares. No one cares. <laughs> Your band sucks. All right, let's move on. That was. Uh, we don't need to talk about Fred Durst for more than two minutes. I know. At a time. How dare we give him? We already lost probably time. ten listeners just on that <laughs> one section. Look, damn it! I love Fred Durst. Uh, all right, Chris Cornell portraits sold as NFTs, which are a non-fungible token, which is mm. a form of uh, cryptocurrency type of thing. Now. It's also a medical disorder. Non-fungible <laughs> token. <laughs> right. I have one of those on my toe. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah non-fungible non-fungible token. token. Yeah. Mm. Can't get it. Out, you know, we got to get it surgically removed. Oh, you could treat, or you could treat it with vinegar and honey and essential oils. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, photographer Randall Slavin took the portraits. These are apparently the last portraits that were taken of Chris Cornell on the stage just before Soundgarden, uh, uh, his, his death in 2017. Mm. They were never published, and apparently he's a good friend of the band. Uh, and Vicky Cornell, she said in a statement, Randall is like family. I'm so grateful that Chris's last photo shoot was captured by an amazing photographer and a true friend. Phoenix House continues to do such crucial work, especially during these times. It was all for charity as well. Uh, Phoenix House is a nonprofit drug and alcohol rehab organization mm. that Chris supported in the past. So that's, that's cool so that it, cool. it went there, at least. That's so cool that we have a positive story from Vicky Cornell and, and the band. I know, right? That is rare. Yeah, that is rare. very cool. That, like, made this whole podcast, like, I think, <laughs> just it's just so pleasant because it was, like, every week we were talking about the I know, dude. legal uh, I hated that. I hated yeah. that. I hope it keeps getting better now. Now that they finally resolved all that supposedly oh yeah all right let's move on black sabbath is uh going down the list of all of their reissues mm-hmm. uh in their career and the next one up is technical ecstasy not really a big popular one yeah but it was a pretty cool uh, i didn't get the album cover hot oh, damn it it's actually a pretty cool album cover on it uh pretty cool artwork it's being available now as a four cd and a five lp version mm. featuring a new remix by steven wilson which was apparently the original producer and recording engineer along with uh, previously unreleased outtakes, alternative mixes, and more. So, mm. And a bunch of live tracks, too. So if you're a fan of Sabbath in that era, this is uh, seems to be the definitive edition of that album. So, You know, speaking of Sabbath, check it out. if you guys YouTube it right now, there's been some, I don't know what it is, it's just been like a, like a resurgence um, of covers of War Pigs. Oh. There's like a bunch of new covers of War Pigs out there. Like the, I think Brass Against Me, I think they might cover it. I wonder if I, they did an album. I don't like know. Because I know Metallica did that thing where they had a bunch of bands cover their songs yeah. for their oh, remastered yeah, yeah, yeah. edition. Yep. So 52. I wonder if that's something maybe that they did. I don't know. It's just a lot of people covering War Pigs. It's like, it, and it's pretty cool. It's I don't know. It's not Brass Against. It's, it's this other group. Um, it's pretty, pretty awesome. Awesome. Well, check it out. Uh, Motley Crue is going to be releasing a remastered version of their album, Dr. Oh. Feelgood, from 1989. So that's coming out uh, on September 3rd, the oh, del- nice. deluxe edition. So if you guys are interested in that. Nice. This was kind of interesting. Rat Stephen Piercy is talking about his cancer battle, uh, talking openly about his liver cancer diagnosis. After three years of keeping things close to his chest, 
uh, Ultimate Classic Rock reporting that he's been out promoting his new film, Nothing to Lose, a Stephen Piercy rockumentary, oh. which is now available. Uh, and it's basically kind of talking about how he survived his uh, cancer diagnosis with his liver and a bunch of shit that happened during, during the band. Nice. He explained why he never went public about the diagnosis. He was asked how he came to realize he had cancer. He said, I found out just through a blood test. I had hepatitis. Well, then getting another checkup, I found out, by the way, you got a bit of cancer thing going there. We got to get that out of there. Then your whole world changes. Still, I don't feel like I needed to be out there until I started feeling guilty. Like, wow, man, I can help some people. Get blood tests. Take care of yourself. End quote. You know, if I had a doctor tell me, by the way, you've got a bit of cancer thing yeah, going oh, on and there, by the I way, would get another doctor yeah. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> right? Just a little yeah. smidgen of cancer yeah, in there. By, yeah, by the way, you've got just a little tiny bit of a neurological disorder thing going on there. <laughs> just like a little tiny bit of a tumor. Might want to get that checked out. Uh, Isn't that why I'm here? A little, little bit of a tumor. Oh, you need to make another appointment <laughs> for that. And now a message from one of our sponsors. New York City, 1929. The air is thick with crime, dirt, grit, and passion. He walks alone. You know that, Jack? With a side. But who walks alone, Nancy? With a side of pickles, Jack. Damn it, Nancy. Who walks alone? This fall, there's a new hope on the streets for the innocent and a new threat to the guilty. I work alone, Johnny. No need to drag you along like a side of fries. Yeah, detective? I know you like to go lean, but sometimes you gotta double down, get beefy. Remember, we're a team. There is no team. After a life-threatening disaster leaves Detective Angus's face horribly scarred, but his cognitive abilities increase, giving him incredible foresight into hindsight. I see it, Nancy. What did you see, Johnny? Tortilla Face will most likely strike again, as he did before. My God! You'll say that again in 15 seconds, Nancy. I predict it, because that rat bastard left another clue. What is it? He played us like the drums, Nancy. He left his calling card at the scene of the crime. A slipknot. My God! A menace lurking in the shadows finds an arch nemesis and hamburger man. They call him the savior of this city. What do they call you, boss? Psychosocial. His existence and mine, a duality, if you will. Or as hamburger man would say it, the devil and I. What do we do now, boss? We wait, henchmen. We wait and bleed. Ronald Snargetson as Detective Angus. My face, like a monkey, threw up into a meat grinder. That's why I fight greasy. Tedley Sweeney Doo as Nancy Groucho. It doesn't matter, Johnny. I love you. I love your ugly mug. And Benedict Cumberbatch as Tortilla Face. It all goes down tonight, Detective. Santa Maria, you're ugly. And that comes from a man whose face looks like Freddy Krueger's kneecaps. Hamburger Man and Tortilla Face, The Reckoning. Uh, we didn't have too many rock birthdays in this week, honestly. I was looking it up. I was like, wow, this is kind of oh. a lot of actors and stuff. But we do have one. That's right. 
<laughs> one birthday. The yeah. one and only. The one and only. Yeah. James Hetfield from Metallica. 58. 58. So there you go. All right, let's move on to some trivia. This week in music history trivia, in 1974, the guitarist in this band quit and mm. subsequently joined the Doobie Brothers. He quit what? Was it A, Mott the Hoople, or B, Steely Dan, or C, <laughs> David Crosby's Flaming Pile of Garbage Jug Band? Yes! That oh, was, my. That was kind of a... So difficult. That was a tough, that was a tough era in David Crosby's life. That was a... You gotta throw this with in there, a, don't you? With a name like that, you know, and that's it's so crazy because because you know it's well, I don't know. What do you think, Lolly? You wanna you wanna give this one a shot? Okay. So as tempted as I am to go with David Crosby's Flaming Pile of Garbage Jug Band, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Mott the Hoople, just because that sounds the most obscure, and I can totally imagine someone from a band named Mott the Hoople joining the Doobie Brothers. Oh, that, that's actually quite good. You know, it's... Okay, so Mott the Hoople is actually my favorite Dr. Seuss character. Right. So... <laughs> he is a fan favorite. Yeah. And as we perused the bee's knees in the trees, we went to Mott the Hoople. <laughs> I don't know why he sounded like Bill Cosby right there. All right, uh, so, so are you yeah, going Mata Hoople? Well, I'll go with what Lalo said. Yeah, okay, Mata Hoople. He's the expert. It was theory. actually Steely Dan. What? Je Jeff Baxter, the guitarist from Steely Dan, uh, quit the band and subsequently joined the Doobie Brothers. It's not David Crosby's Flaming Pile of Garbage Jug Band? It was not. I love that I era. think he quit that band in another way. Yeah. Um, it didn't last long. Uh, fun fact about that, there was actually no jugs in that jug band. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that they didn't last long. People mm. showed up to the show and they're like, "Well, I thought this was gonna be a jug band." Yeah. Apparently, the jugs were just jugs of alcohol that David Crosby drank backstage. Oh yeah. And then he'd just throw them onto the stage yeah. and shatter them on he the was. floor, and then just stomp on the shards. Yeah. You know. I heard that was I, the show. Yeah, there I was heard actually no that. music. I heard. I heard about that. So I didn't actually see that one, but but I, I you heard didn't about miss it. much. I heard like it was like a 50% of the people in the audience were like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. And then 50% of the audience was like, this is the most magical thing I've ever seen. Just a Coke fueled David Crosby right. throwing bottles on the stage and, you know, pulling out his little uh, unloaded six, six shooters and going pew, pew, into the audience. <laughs> All right. How about some more trivia? Okay. Uh, this week in 1970. The lead singer of this band is charged with public drunkenness when mm. he is found unconscious on an elderly lady's doorstep in Ooh. L.A. What lead singer of the band was it from? Was it A, Black Sabbath, B, The Rolling Stones, or C, The Doors? Oh, my. Side note, I could see all of the lead singers from these bands passing out on an old lady's doorstep. You know what? But what you don't see is D, David Crosby's Flaming Pile of Garbage Jug Band. He could have been. It could have been him, too. <laughs> I, I didn't think about that. Uh, Lalo, what do you think? You want to take a stab at this one? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Ah, oh, man. The thing is, is I wish David Crosby's Flaming Pile of uh, Garbage Jug Band was a, was an option because yeah. it actually seems the most plausible. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Okay. I'm going to go with Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath? Okay. Ooh, Sabbath nice. It's actually Jim Morrison of the Doors. Oh, my God. He was charged with public drunkenness. He was found unconscious. On an elderly lady's doorstep in Los Angeles, and this week, 1970, she was like, "Excuse me, sir, can uh, I help you?" you? And he was like, "He was like, I gotta lay on this dance, lay on the step tonight, ride the snake, ride the snake." 
give it to a hospital now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's break on through to the next story. All right. How about it? MTV Entertainment Studios, Inc.'s new and expansive deal with creators of Trey Parker and Matt Stone for South Park through 2027. Yeah. So we're going to be getting some new South Park for the next five years, basically. Uh, South Park TV series extending for 30 seasons. 30 seasons. For Comedy Central. uh, (sighs) 14 South Park original made-for-streaming movies. Wow. 14 of them. I don't know how they're going to do that, but I guess just long form episodes. Yeah. I don't know. They're going to That's going to be on Paramount Plus. Dope. Uh with two films in 2021. And if you don't like it, blame Canada. <laughs> uh you know what? I actually I, I still to this day I still say that Orgasmo was like an extremely underrated oh, yeah. um, comedy performance. Great great, great movie. Trey Parker, Matt Stone, man. I mean, who would have thought yeah. if you know, you would have told me that South Park would have been 30 seasons. I know. It's, it's pretty crazy to think about, and I hopefully they, they don't kind of uh, burn it out and go the route of the Simpsons and kind of, you know, yeah to where it's not as funny as it used to be. Yeah. And I, I, I just hope they stay fresh, and they're they're really good at that, and I hope they can cons- continue to do that. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. Well, they bring in all kinds of really smart – like Bill Hader is, I think, one of their writers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they've, they've got all that. kinds of – yeah. Yeah, very Real cool. good people there. Very cool. Um, all right, Kit Harrington actually, um, kind of a, not really rock news, but I thought it was worth mentioning. He just got out of apparently a year of rehab. He was in rehab for the past year from May of 2020 to mm. May of 2021. He was at a Connecticut rehab facility. He said, quote, I think I took a sort of break after Thrones where I said, I don't want to work for a year. I want to really kind of concentrate on myself. I'm really happy I did that. He checked himself into the Connecticut rehab retreat known as Prive Swiss mm. for stress and alcohol issues in May of 2019. Oh, okay. So May of 2019 to May of 2020. So um, anyway, so he's just got out of rehab and stuff. So it's kind of funny. I don't know. It's not funny, but I, I don't know. We always see these guys as stars and stuff, and it's probably just really weird and stressful for a lot of them, and they go down like dark paths of oh yeah alcoholism or drugs, and uh, it just seems like, you know, he's got everything going for him in the world. Why would he, you know, kind of go to those depths of some kind of an mm-hmm. addiction like that? But I guess, I don't know, if you have all the money and kind of nobody telling you no yeah, kind of thing, yeah. you just do what you want, you just, like, go to excess on a lot of things. Yeah, absolutely. So it's good to see these guys not go too far down the wrong path early on in their career. Yeah, good for him. He's, so. Yeah, he needs, he's going to be uh, starring in a new Marvel movie, and I yep. think things are kind of look, looking up for him. Yeah, so good. Uh, Lord of the Rings series is going to be streaming in September. Amazon's Lord of the Rings has completed filming and is now a premiere date of September 2nd, 2022. Okay. Episodes will be released weekly on Prime. The epic drama is set in the second age of Middle-earth, thousands of years before the events of Lord of the Rings films and the novels by J.R.R. Tolkien. All right. When Sauron maybe was... A young little chap. And just a young little so eye. Little, just a young little eye. A little burning eye portal <laughs> thing. Um, all right. And, it, and his voice wasn't, it just made people feel yeah. slightly uncomfortable. Right. And he, he was like, yeah. cracking pu- puberty voice. Yeah, he's he still, yeah, he, it was all awkward. Yeah, he was like, wasn't threatening at all. You guys going to come over my house for a chamber <laughs> party? And they're like, oh God, who is that? He's like, uh, he's like yeah. 16. Why is he asking us for a slumber party? Come on over my house. It's my, my dad, Mr. Sauron. Well, my dad, Mr. Sauron, <laughs> will make us some popsicles. And his dad's and like, like, don't Christy call treats. me Mr. Call me Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a good series. Yeah. 
Mister Mister's my dad's Mi- name. Yeah, Mister Sauron and family. Mister. S- oh, dude. And we, we just- could do like a whole <gasps> like like a Leave It to Beaver. Yeah, we just plugged a new right? show. I think coming that's, soon. Yeah, that'll be opening for that show. It'll yeah, be on before it. Yeah, yeah, coming soon. Sauron and leave family. Leave it to Sauron. Yeah, and it'll be you know like leave it to Beaver, but it's little Sauron. Leave it to Sauron. Yeah, and it's all. <laughs> and the neighbors like Sauron, <laughs> you just stepped on my rose bush. Yeah. Sorry, Mister Pilkin. I'm gonna <laughs> cast you to eternal damnation. <laughs> I swear it was all the golems my backyard. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Hey, son. You feeling okay? Yeah, just a little down in the dumps. <laughs> Don't worry, kiddo. I got just the thing. What's that sound? It sounds like the wall is breaking. Hey, yo. I'm Chicken Marrow Nubbins, renowned blues harmonica player. Now, I may be known for sucking on my harmonica. Now I want to share my passion for sucking on chicken bones. Chicken marrow nubbins are grade A chicken bones with the nubs broken off so you can suck all that sweet, sweet marrow nubbins out easily. Wow, chicken marrow nubbins is so cool. Yeah, but what's wrong with his teeth? Well, I'm glad you asked. That's all the chicken grease that keeps my harmonica sliding through the night. No, seriously, that's disgusting. It smells like death. Don't you sass me, boy. You just hit my son. Dad, call the police. Well, hold on a minute. These are pretty good. Wait, wait a second. Where'd he go? He left a massive hole in our wall. But he filled a hole in our hearts. So get some chicken marrow nubbins tonight from yours truly, Chicken Marrow Nubbins. Check this out. Kevin Smith's got a new documentary that's coming out. All right. Uh, It's called Clerk, the documentary about the life and career of Kevin Smith. It's going to make its digital debut this year on November 23rd. Okay. uh, And then premiere in March in South by Southwest of next year. So there you go. A bunch of uh, never-before-seen footage. Of George George Carlin and Stan Lee, apparently. Oh yeah, uh, from that era, and it'll be directed by uh, Richard Linklater. Uh, so pretty yeah. cool. Stan Lee did a cameo on Mallrats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I think that's probably what a lot of that un- unseen footage is probably from that era. Diggity dope. Um, all right, news from around the world. This was uh, breaking news that I needed to tell you guys. They have mustard uh, hot dog buns now. It's pretty oh amazing. Oh my god! At the in the first part of this, the first part of this headline. It says Love Mustard, and I think that is the dopest name of a band, Lalo. Question mark? Yeah, Love Mustard, question mark. (laughs) Love Mustard? Yeah. Oh, Love Mustard. Then you need to try French's new hot dog buns because they bake the mustard right into these bad boys. But they're apparently only at iconic baseball stadiums right now. Oh, okay. So I hope they come out with them like where you can buy them in the store. But I mean, I like mustard. I, I don't know if to say that I love mustard, but I like I mustard. I am so intrigued at a mustard bun. I yeah. think that might be pretty darn cool. I think it would probably be tasty. Instead of having a bunch of mustard slathered all over it, yeah, it would be more like an airy kind of mustard flavor in the bun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But you know, you know, we all like getting some drippage of some mustard on our oh, shirts. Yeah. So somebody could be like, "You that got a hot little love sh- mustard, the hot love mustard." Yeah, I love the hot love mustard. 
I All right. Made, I just went down a dark path That was there. a dark path. Let's get back <laughs> on track here. Do you guys have an old Android phone? Yes. Well, you're not going to be able to sign into Google after September 27th. So there. Whoa. Because Google is completely killing support for very old Androids. Mm. The tech giant recently announced as part of an ongoing effort to keep our users safe, Google will no longer allow sign-ins on Android devices that run Android 2.37 or lower okay. starting September 27, 2021. So there you go. You won't be able to use Gmail, YouTube, Maps, all the features of everything. So oh yeah, they're kind of forcing you to do that. But I, I guess it's it makes a good point. It's a security thing. Oh yeah, that makes not, sense. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. people probably are using those old phones and signing into them, and they don't have the security as newer phones do. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, why did I get hacked? Oh, well, you're using a phone from 2010. I know. And you never upgraded. Yeah. And you're still signing into your AOL account. So yeah, back back when a firewall. Uh, was when you actually like yep. uh, when you when you when you channeled like, the 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 it was actual type deities and physical wall of fire. Yeah, physical wall. You just like around your. <laughs> it's supposed to be around your seance area. You put that wall of yeah. fire there, so the demons have a you know path yeah. from the portal. Wait, let's not get into all that. That's a you know no 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 whole other thing. We'll 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 channel down that path let's straight towards Wagonathon. Let's, let's end it on some good news, shall yeah, we? Yeah, let's do right. it. A festival goer should be getting an award medal for this video. I don't have the video to show you, but you can look it up. Uh, this guy did it at Lollapalooza recently, where he knew where Lollapalooza was going to happen. It's giving me an idea for Aftershock. Whoa. So he went to the festival grounds of where Lollapalooza was ahead of time, before the festival happened, right? About a month ahead of time. And he buried a bottle of Tito's vodka underneath a tree. That is very smart. When he got to the festival, he's like, hey, guys, check this out. And they're like, what? And somebody started filming it. He's like, back up. And he, like, kind of kicks the dirt out from this area and just pulls up a full bottle of Tito's vodka. No. like, oh, shit. Everybody was cheering. It was great. It was like, uh, you know, he was like the MVP, you know. And he I, had the foresight to, to do that ahead of time. Oh, my God. So we might be able to do that for Aftershock. It's uh, Discovery Park is big, it too. Is. I know. There's it's a lot big. of a lot of places that we could probably yeah. get away with something like that. Ooh, nice. And it, you know what? I've got um I've got that cool sweater, that hooded sweater that turns into a backpack. Oh right. And yeah, I could rock that thing and we could just yeah. It so would there go you go. So vodka. there you go, people. Sneak alcohol into festivals. You get the okay from us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yep. that's that's pretty darn cool, I guess. Yeah, but say. Fe- but anybody who is is uh in the hierarchy of the festival planning, just forget that yeah, we said don't, any of that. I, I don't uh yeah. actually I don't agree with that at all. Mm-hmm. And please do not do that. And send me a guitar. Time. Right. Send me a guitar. Send me a guitar. And a bottle of Tito's. <laughs> a bottle of Tito's. Alright, that's it guys. We're done for the week. We will see you next week. Check us out, rocknewsweekly.com at rocknewsweekly. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Twitter, and we will see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.